Welcome everyone to episode number 29 of Gears and Beers, the live portion of the Life Short Live Free podcast where we talk about gear we love, gear we hate, the gun industry news, and whatever other tangents we happen to find ourselves on. Tonight we're going to be talking about Grace Optics M1 Red Dot, the X Products X1 standalone launcher, BSC Rapid Tech foregrip, and another awful holster on Don't Carry That Shit. Tonight, our panel is made up of just Sam, the owner of Shyworks, and I am your host, Box. This show is brought to you by Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator, and ballistic imagery, photography, and videography. Sam here is the owner of Shyworks. I don't remember if I said that or not when I introduced him, but he is the owner of Shyworks. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Yeah, we are Iowa's... Customer preferred Cerakote certified applicator. Um, lately, we've been doing well, what have we been doing? Just kind of a lot of theme stuff. Um, today, I was working on a uh, Star Wars themed. We haven't really done too many of those, surprisingly. Um, but basically, we specialize in um, in crazy theme builds. If you can think it, um, we we can make it. Uh, we did the original Bush Light gun. Um, and kind of from there, just have done all sorts of crazy different designs and did one from a chainsaw one time. Um, so basically, if you have the idea, we can do it for you. Uh, crazy theme builds, camos, um, whatever you want. So we also do laser engraving so we can handle your NFA engraving, um, lasered magazines, base plates, back plates, pretty much whatever you want. So give us a shout or find us at shyworks.com and we can help you out. All righty. And our second sponsor, Ballistic Imagery, on top of offering professional photography and videography for your business or otherwise, is also offering a deal that you will find nowhere else but here on the Gears and Beers podcast. For tonight only, until midnight, you can uh, grab any, uh, okay, there we go, any artwork off of BallisticImagery.com for 15% off if you enter the code Gears and Beers at checkout. Also, if you would like a chance to win some stickers, uh, share the feed and tag two friends down in the comments below. Be sure to tag two friends in the comments, not when you share it. That is very important. So we know you've shared it. And at the end of the show, we'll pick a winner. If we reach a goal of 20 shares, then Shyworks will be giving away a, a laser engraved metal patch like this one right here that says defund the ATF. Oh, did are we not giving away a patch? Are we yeah. giving away? No, a, that's fine. Giving away a coin instead. But no, that's fine. We can okay. do a patch, and if we get to like if we get to like twenty five, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we can do a coin. This one is a the life short live free coin. Otherwise, I can give you all a Bitcoin. These are worth like what, like sixty four thousand dollars right now. Oh yeah, that's a hell of a deal. Definitely, definitely share the feed, folks. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, well, now that we've got that all all out of the way, why don't we just jump into it, I guess. We don't really need to bullshit and ask you how you're doing, because I don't really care. <laughs> Such a dick. I know. How we uh, start off with just a little bit of a news, industry news around just some headlines here and there. Um, you may have heard Remington, the ammunition plant in Lone Oak, Arkansas, is back up and running 24-7 now pumping out their ammo so we're kind of hoping that they will help saturate the market a little bit more with 
fill those gun shelves with ammo. I'm kind of excited about that. They were shut down for, what, COVID before? And then they got bought out, I think you said, Sam? Yeah, they were they were shut down from with COVID. And um, also, they couldn't get materials and supplies. So Vist Outdoors since, has since purchased them. Um, and got the plant up back and running, cranking out, cranking out ammo. So hopefully we start seeing some more Remington ammo on the shelves. I'm kind of, uh, it's starting to like come back a little bit anyways. Like I've been seeing it, like I saw it over at Shields the other day at a shitload. It was like 40 some cents around. So, I mean, it's expensive, but it's coming back at least. So hopefully this. Hopefully this helps a little bit. People are kind of hoping this will bring the price down a little bit, but I don't think it's going to. Uh, Vista Outdoor released in a statement the other day, yesterday I think, that they're going to increase their prices again of 7% across all their products and 15% per, for primers effective July 1st just because of uh, the raw material cost has gone up. Yeah. So uh, I don't think we're in for a real break. Maybe it'll be more available, but I don't think the cost is going to be going down for quite a while yet. And that's a little bit disappointing. What else do we have for, for news, Sam? You had some stuff. To, uh, do you want to talk about the, the Jackal? Um, there's not a whole lot of news on that. Lately, I did see, um, I started to see some YouTube videos of it popping up. Um, if you're unfamiliar, the PSA Jackal, it was announced uh, not at this year's SHOT Show, but the previous year. Um, so what, it would have been 2020. Um, so it's been it's been over a year, that, and they were saying it was going to be like summer when it came out. Um, and basically what it is, it is an AR platform. It's a bufferless AR platform, essentially. Um, so the upper is designed in such a way that you can use it. To my understanding, you can use it on any lower, um, and then there's no buffer tube, which is super nice. Um, that's always kind of been a, a downfall of the AR compared to the AK. Um, so we were hoping that this was going to be out last summer. That didn't happen, along with some other, uh, you know, the MP5, the freaking uh, the PSA dagger. None of that shit got out because of everything that was going on. Um, so I'm starting to see more videos of the of the jackal coming out. Um, they're saying they are in the final testing stages of it, apparently. Um, so they've got actual physical prototypes that they're shooting um, and making sure, you know, that everything their manufacturing processes are up to snuff and everything. All the materials are good to go. So I'm hopeful, you know, maybe this summer we can start seeing that. The, I mean, there was Brownells has their one like BRN 180 or something. That's their bufferless system, but it's like priced at like 800 and some bucks for just the upper. So I'm hoping I that this PSA Jackal will come out and be a little bit lower price point, um, just because that's the kind of guy I am. I like and I like PSA. So um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, um, this summer. But you know who who knows if that you know how PSA is if, if that shit'll who knows it could be another two freaking years yet so we'll see I guess I've lost track how many times they've announced something and everyone's like oh this is gonna be so awesome and now 
none of them have come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it sucks because I mean I feel for them because they're I'm, I mean the supply chain has been totally just hammered this year. So, um, but I'm I'm holding I'm keeping the faith, keeping the faith, man. Yeah, I don't much care either way to be honest. I don't, I probably won't ever buy any PSA stuff anymore. Right, but the amount of I'm I'm kind of a I'm not gonna lie I, I'm kind of a I wouldn't just say fanboy but the amount of PSA shit that I Cerakote is like they're like single handedly keeping my business. I was gonna say <laughs> that's that's probably the majority of your business at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan, am I drinking champagne? You goddamn right. I am drinking the champagne of beers. Absolutely. Man, your internet is terrible tonight, dude. You're lagging behind like by a second, <laughs> your video. Really? Yeah. Well, that ain't cool. Oh, well. Sorry, guys. I'm trying my best. Oh, well. Um, do we have any other news to talk about? You wanted, did you want to talk about some fucking unconstitutional dog shit? Or... Yeah, well, last week when we were doing Gears and Beers... Um, this was just happening. The, the Biden's uh, executive orders that just came out. They, you know, they had leaked. They're coming being announced the next day, so we did not actually talk about them um, last week. But there, there's some interesting stuff. Um, obviously, that that he's he's doing. He announced six um, six executive orders, uh, and most of them were not. Basically, he was just assigning the ATF to do stuff. And, and if you'll notice um, a year or two ago, two years ago when Trump did this bullshit and they had signed the ATF to go and make bump races, uh, bump stocks illegal. We said, this is bad because specifically this and Biden is doing the exact same thing. Um, so essentially he is, he assigned, he told the ATF to make, he didn't really, he was very vague about it. Time out. Is it, did he, I thought it was the Department of Justice that he that he ordered, or was it? Am I thinking of something else, or is the, uh, is that not any different? I'm stupid. I don't know these things. Um. Yes, you're right. The first action it directs the Department of Justice to issue a rule to help stop the plur, plur, proliferation of ghost guns. Oh yeah, days. the proliferation. Okay. Mm, that's a that's a killer right there. Proliferation. <laughs> Yeah, took me like four seconds to sound it out. <laughs> um, but the problem with this is it's extremely vague. It, it doesn't really say anything. My thoughts on this is if they were completely to outlaw 80 percenters, which I don't think they can do without completely redefining what the term firearm is, I think they're going to go after the kits, those those P80 kits that everybody is selling for like 500 bucks. You buy them. It has literally everything you need in them. You mill them out, um, do what you got to do. Um, and they're saying that within a half an hour, anybody can have a working firearm. That is patently false. I would give you a I would give Biden a bajillion dollars if he could do this in four hours, um, let alone a half an hour. Um, so my guess is that's what they're going to do. They're going to go after those and say that those are the definition of a fire, anything readily convertible 
basically into a firearm. I think what they're going to do is say that these are too readily convertible into a firearm. So they're going to go after the kits. That is my guess. I have no, um, no inside sources or anything on that, but I think that's probably box. You have any thoughts on that? Do you think that's what they're going to do? Or? Uh, no, that would, that would certainly make sense. But the problem with that is they don't do things that make fucking sense. <laughs> so right. they're going to come out with something that is just and utterly off the wall and makes zero sense at all. It's either going to be like what you said or something just completely off the wall that doesn't make any any sense at all. The, the only other thing I can think of what they would do um, would somehow require um, that you serialize your 80% lowers. I don't know how they could possibly do that because that's none of their fucking business. So that's my guess. Um, at this point, I don't think we have to like entirely freak out because we don't know what's going to happen yet. So, um, so I, that's the, go ahead. Sorry. Go. What were you going to say? I was just going to comment to miles there. He said, whatever they do will be really hard to regulate and enforce. I agree. I, I was, that's that was going to be the next thing I say, whatever there's going to be about 50% of whatever bills they come up with. That's going to be impossible to enforce. Right. And the only people that are going to, that are going to, to go follow the rules are the people that you don't have to worry about. The people that aren't going to follow the rules are you named it. The, you guessed it, the criminals. So it's a basically a pointless, um, pointless thing to do. The second uh, action, he commissioned the DOJ to issue a rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a SBR subject to the requirements of the national firearms act. Um, the wording of that makes me think that they're not going to completely ban them, but they are going to come out with a set of rules that say, Hey, this is what you can have them on, which is a, once again, completely and utterly worthless. It's not going to do anything other than affect law abiding citizens. And the fact that this guy in, in Boulder had on a, a stabilizing brace, well, first off, he was a fucking idiot. Because he could have just put a stock on there, done, problem solved. Do you think that they charged him with, you know, it, it, so whatever. I think that's my guess on that is they're going to come out with a set of rules to say, hey, this is what makes it an SBR as opposed to a brace. That's my guess on it. Um, either way, it's going to be horseshit. Uh, the third rule or the third action that he did, he he directed the department of justice to publish model red flag legislation. This is actually could be a very sticky one. Um, it's not actually doing anything. They're just publishing model, but that's going to be adopted by, well, it will be adopted by the commie States. Um, obviously freedom States such as Iowa, you know, all the Texas, the rest of them aren't going to adopt this, but I mean, that's that's a very still a very bad thing. And, and, and it has a possibility still of passing um, the Senate if we lose the filibuster. So that could be a federal thing. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the fourth and fifth actions, they just outline investments in community violence interventions and direct the Department of Justice to publish an annual report on firearms trafficking. Nothing too exciting there. But the last thing is very, was very uh, like, wow, what the fuck? 
um, he announced he's nominating David Chipman um, to head the ATF. If you're not aware of who David, David Chipman is, he is a gun reform advocate. He serves on the Giffords. I think it's Giffords or yeah, Giffords uh, gun control board. Um, but the biggest thing, this joker was involved in, in uh, Waco and was actually there when they murdered 70 some men and women and children. And they, he had, there, there's photos of this dude posing in front of the ruin, the burned ruins, which clearly certainly had dead bodies in them. Um, so the fact that he nominated this guy just proves like how completely wacko this administration is. Um, whether he's, he is um, confirmed or not is yet to be seen. My, I guess I, I would, I bet that he is because the Senate's a joke at this point. Um, but if he is confirmed, that's going to take the ATF or the AFT, <laughs> as Biden says, in a hard, hard left direction. So, um, yeah, well, I, I'm not excited about any of these things, but I guess we can just have to wait and see how they all play out in the next in the next uh, three months pretty much. So yeah, that's, uh, that is all I got to say about that. Unless you guys have any questions on that. Yeah, definitely. If you guys have any questions that you want to ask, feel free to throw them in the comments there and we'll, we will, we will get to them at one point or another in the show, whether it's about what we're talking about or not. Nathaniel yeah. Charles says, I believe the ATF falls under DOJ. That is why they're directing the orders to the DOJ. But he's not a hundred percent sure on that. I, I believe he is correct. Well, the, I'm not sure. The DOJ like runs the ATF, if I remember correctly, because that's what happened. Uh, they were fuck. What was that? The DOJ wrote a, wrote a letter to the ATF or something with, with the last uh, pistol brace thing that was going on. Right. Yeah. Well, basically, I think the Department of Justice is the head of quite a few branches, and the ATF is a branch under it, I believe. Don't quote me on that. That's my under my very vague understanding on it. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, we're stupid. We don't really know what we're talking about. So, uh. <laughs> Cliff, where is my Johnson? Um, I hope it's in your shorts, but if you're talking about Andrew, the, the third member, he had... Um, he had some stuff going on tonight. His his uh, grandpa passed away, so he had to he had to to uh, some stuff going on for that. So, and <laughs> Andrew Gay, that is not a question. He said, "I have a question. Y'all should raffle off a 3D printer." <laughs> I don't even own a 3D printer myself. None of us do, actually. Um, if you want to go ahead and buy us one, Andrew, and then send it to us, we will feel free to. <laughs> We will certainly raffle it off. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did we? Oh, yeah. We wanted to touch on that uh, situation in Minneapolis, didn't we? Maybe. You can. Go ahead. <laughs> See well, what I have to say about it. I mean, unless you guys are living under a freaking rock, you know what's going on in Minneapolis. There was another another shooting. Um, guy got pulled over for a warrant. And I've heard conflicting stories of what the warrant was for, from something simple to something rather violent. So I won't comment on that. Um, but either way, he got pulled over. They took him out of the vehicle. 
He resisted, got back in the vehicle. The female cop was a 27 year officer of the, on the force, um, thought she pulled her taser and you can clearly watch the video. She has the Glock in her hand. You can see it from their body cam. Clearly it's a Glock. She's yelling taser, taser. I'm going to taser you. And then she says, taser, taser shoots. He drives off and she goes, holy shit. I just shot him. So it's clear that there was, she did not intend to use a firearm on him. She wanted to use a taser on him. Um, and there's, there's several, I mean, there's several reasons why something like this would happen. Number one, training. Um, I don't, I can't speak to how much she actually trained, but my guess is if you're reaching for your, your, usually a lot of them keep the taser and the firearm on the same side. Um, she grabbed the wrong one. They feel similar. They're both pistol shaped objects, obviously. Um, but it, it, Hunter, it comes down to training. If, if she had been training more, she would have either, either her muscle memory would have either gone to her taser or she would have known to double check that this is in fact her taser before she deployed what she thought was going to be the taser. And it turned out to be, uh, um, you know, an actual gunshot. So I think it's a, it's a horrible situation. First off the dude screwed up. He shouldn't have resisted. This would have never happened. Number two, she needs to train more. She has since been arrested. She resigned from the force and she has since been arrested for manslaughter, which I think is justifiable in this case. Um, a lot of cops, you know, in a situation like this, they'll just let them off and say, hey, he killed somebody, but it, was, it wasn't really his fault. Where as a citizen, as you know, as this pertains to us, most of the time we don't have that, that, that luxury, like every single bolt that comes out of our gun, we are held accountable for. Um, and unfortunately she is going to be held accountable for that. She's going to do time. There's, I don't see her getting out of this. So the lessons I think that we can take into our own life is into our own situations is I mean, this doesn't seem like it pertains to us, but I think it, it does um, just speaks to we need to be training because in a super high stress situation like this, her brain was not thinking to double check her taser. And in a super that's exactly what every sort of situation like that is going to be. It's a super high stress situation. You need to be sure that your muscle memory remembers everything. You need to be sure that if you're carrying with the safety on, that that safety comes off. Um, and a lot of times, and Box, tell me if this, if you think this is completely ludicrous, but I think a lot of times, um, if you're training 100% of the time to draw and fire immediately, I would almost bet you that if you're in a situation, you're in a super high stress situation, you draw, you're not intending to fire immediately. I would bet you that if your muscle memory is that you draw, you're going to fire. So what, what do you think the importance is of, of drawing and not firing sometimes? You know what, do you know what I'm saying? Does that seem totally ludicrous? Um, 
I have the mindset if I pull my gun, I'm gonna use it. Right. And I and I understand that. But it's different for police officers. Absolutely. So I, I, I can't really speak to their situation, but yeah, if I, if I feel the need to pull my gun, it's because I feel the need that I have to use it. So if I, yeah, I'll be, I guess but I you don't, don't ever think, say too you much, but. You don't ever think that there would be a situation where you pulled your gun and you're, you're not immediately going to, to fire it. But because essentially, basically all I'm saying is if you're trained, to go like this and pull the trigger every time. And that's the only motion that you ever know. Say there comes a time when you need to pull your weapon. Somebody is threatening you or, you know, you're not to the point that you're going to pull that gun, but you want them to know that it's there. What, what happens when you, when your adrenaline is flowing and you pull that gun and bam, all of a sudden your muscle memory just did it. And you, you pulled the trigger when you didn't want to pull the trigger. I mean, maybe that seems completely insane. Maybe I'm stupid and ludicrous. I think that's a non-issue. I don't. I yeah, don't, you probably. I don't think that. Me, that may happen here and there, but I don't think that's a very relevant issue. You're probably right. I don't see it being a huge issue. Um, but basically, all I'm saying is this lady's life is now essentially over. Um, I mean, in the, in the, in the political realm that we're living in now, she's, she's hosed for the next, I mean, if she doesn't go to prison for 10 years, you know, she'll be shunned from society for, uh, you know, so anyways, when you are out and about the importance of training is just, it cannot be overstated enough. I mean, you need to be training because that's this thing that we carry to protect our life. Sometimes we don't realize the 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 responsibility um, that goes along with that. So um, my biggest lesson from this situation is train, 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 and make sure you know what the hell you're doing. I think that's the biggest uh, the biggest takeaway with from that. Most people seem to have, be under the impression that police officers undergo rigorous like all-out military fucking special teams training and shit. No, no. They go through very little firearms training. They re they're required to shoot, what, a few hours a year to qualify or something? And that's essentially it. I mean, maybe going... I don't know how the academy... through Going through the academy works, but I'm pretty sure once you get through the academy, you qualify with your fire... Your pistol a few times a year or once, or once a that's year it. for a few hours, and that's pretty much it. Um, and I, I would bet you that this, this, um, incident changes a lot of regulations on a lot of departments. Um, as you know, I see them, you know, being more, more training as opposed, you know, there, I seen one department, I don't remember where it was, but they changed their regulations. So their taser is now on the other side rather than their strong arm side from, you know. I so think it's right next to your gun. I think that's policy actually for a lot of departments. Yeah. Um, Josh Price says it's hard to train with cut budgets. I 100% agree, but the simple fact is this is this is her her life on the line now. She should have been she can there's no reason why she can't train off duty. And I, I realize 99% of officers probably don't do that nor want to do that. But the fact of the matter is, 
she could have avoided this situation entirely had she taken that upon herself, you know, to do that. Um, Leo says most officers don't file immediately after drawing a weapon. You're right. I was just speaking as a, I was thinking of um, incidents I could see with our, us as concealed carriers, as opposed to um, police officers. Uh, Miles was talking about, is there anything we as two-way supporters can do to pass some legislation to get money into police training and mental health services? Man, I... I, I the, the, get money into police training? Yeah, right. Not today's climate. No, I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, mental health services, yes, maybe. I mean, at a state level, that's certainly um, something you know, that we can be advocating for, but that, I don't know, that's a little bit over my head. Um, from what I read, her taser was on the opposite side of her for, of her firearm. Really? That's a interesting situation. Yeah. Who knows? This will, this will all come out in, um, uh, I'll come out in the, uh, in the facts later. Um, interestingly, um, enough. There's, uh, if I was in Minneapolis, I'd be moving the fuck out. No shit. Because that, that Derek, uh, Chavron or whatever his name is. I, he's not going to get convicted of murder. He's not, I don't see it happening. He might go down for something else, but there was so much either way. doesn't matter. That city is going to fucking burn again. Here when he is acquitted of murder, it's it's just going to be just get the hell out of Minneapolis, dude. Serious or any big city. I, but this just goes to, to prove AR-15s are a necessary component of uh, of American life. I mean, because there was how many businesses I saw pictures of guys standing out front of their businesses with an AR-15. Guess what? I don't want a fucking shotgun with birdshot in it when I'm standing out there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Just my two cents. Buy a double barrel shotgun and shoot her through the door. Yep. Oh. Stand behind the door. Just shoot her right through the door. Give him, give him a warning shot. Know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> a freaking idiot. Oh. All right, box. Yeah, we, we better move on. Yeah, we've got uh, several topics to go yet. Um, so, how about we move on to this amazing grace optics m1 red dot i think you're confusing what the confuse what the term amazing means yeah <laughs> no no just being uh sarcastic maybe what this is it's they they tried coming up with a, a new take of red dots where it doesn't have it's not com the lens isn't completely enclosed it kind of it's a it's like a y shape i mean the base looks like your typical red dot base but the sides of it shoot out a little bit at i don't know 80 degree angle up each side and then stop and then there's the lens in between those with no top on each of those and just looking at that i think that just looks like the chanciest piece of shit i've ever seen but who knows they're trying some new shit so i don't know i didn't know <laughs> It could be all right, but I, I looked into it some more, and just the uh, options it has. For one, it doesn't have a shake awake, 
and it turns off after four hours. So say you're carrying this thing all day long, it just turns off in the middle of the day. So every four <laughs> hours, you got to get it out. Hold on. I got to turn my, my optic back on. Right. Middle of the convenience store. And then they advertise it for law enforcement and concealed carry. It's ter- No, it's, just, it's a terrible idea. And uh, having no upper frame on it, I would think, like, if you're looking, shooting into the sun, that's going to be at least glare off the top of it, or it's going to completely screw with the lens. And that it actually does. I saw some videos where that was confirmed, where it, it messes with the lens and you can't see really your dot at all. Sage Dynamics did a... Uh, a review of this optic because he was intrigued by uh, the idea of it. He was didn't go in real optimistic of it, and he always does a, a drop test for all his optics, and where he just drops it on the cement from shoulder height upside down. And he made a comment on his video where the way it's shaped, if you drop it upside down, and with the Y shape that it's in, it's just gonna the force is gonna pull those two posts apart and it's going to break that lens free and it did exactly that first drop just done for and uh he uh he concluded the review of this optic by saying this optic sets itself sets itself apart by being a complete piece of shit <laughs> and if you know sage dynamics he doesn't really say things like that he's usually a he goes pretty easy, and he's a well-spoken man. He doesn't really say things like that. He said it was easily the worst red dot that he has ever tested. Well, I, I see what they're going for. Like, if you're on their website, it shows a picture of an RMR. And quite honestly, I've never liked RMRs. Their site, I think their site picture is trash. And so that they, they got that next to their M1 optic. Um, and, I, and I see what they're going for because they're taking away that front or that top, uh, that top, all that area there. So you can still, you know, see the target a little bit better. So in that aspect of it, now if they deal, if they, if they get the whole sun situation and everything figured out, as far as like competitive shooting, I could see how this could be pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, as far as concealed carry and, and, and duty use, no, 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 no. But I, I like the idea. So I, I, it's, but yes, it's a piece of shit at this point. But then again, if you look back where Hollison started and a lot of, a lot of companies started on their pistol red dots, they were pieces of shit. So, I mean, it's a piece of shit, but it's got promise, maybe, you know, <laughs> down the road after a lot of a lot of innovate or a lot of uh changes to it, maybe. I'm, I don't know. I'm not even sure. I mean, really, what is the advantage of not having the top on it? Well, go and look. Are you have you looked at their website? Yeah. If you go down and just scroll down right under the, the main picture, it shows you the site picture between the RMR and this optic, and it, this optic is a hell of a lot better site picture. But 
you also shoot red dots with both eyes open. So it doesn't really, all you see is the dot anyways. It's not really, it's not really solving anything. That's a valid point. It's a valid point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, They thought they were onto something, but they, they were not. I'm not, I don't remember how much they sell for, but you can definitely get much better optics for the same price. Yeah. I think of two or three hundred dollars or something like that. Oh, add to cart. You have to add it to your cart to see the price. I don't I don't see a price initially. Oh yeah, it's two hundred bucks. So you're right in line with you know really low end Hollisons or Vortex. I did notice that they have a unlimited lifetime warranty fully transferable transferable and no receipt needed if there's you know no questions asked so that's going to put them out of business <laughs> well i yeah but you know you know a lot of guys i could see getting those for um just uh range time but it's a gimmick gadget josh says yeah you're probably right but like i said i like innovation <laughs> Um, so we'll see where this is at five years down the road. It's we'll not it. even innovation. We'll circle back to this. You should five go, years down the road. You should go watch the uh, Sage Dynamics video on it. It's it's pretty entertaining. How big it just fails in every single aspect of being <laughs> of being a a red dot. He said he wouldn't he wouldn't even put it on his air like airsoft guns. Really, it's just straight garbage. Hmm. Interesting. Like I said, we'll circle back to this in five years, see if they've improved it. Yeah, write her down on the calendar five years from now. <laughs> uh, we'll circle back. Okay, how about we uh, talk about something a little more useful and definitely more fun than uh, this Red Dot. Another product from uh, X Products. You might know them from... Uh, they do magazines, like 100 or drum mags and stuff like that, and they also have... The Can Cannon, which was just an upper receiver for your AR, which had a barrel that was big enough to uh, shoot a can, like a beer can, out of it. But now they have the X1 standalone launcher, which is the same idea, except it's not a receiver for your AR. It is just... It's like... Um, the Mossberg Shockwave with the Can Cannon on it. That's that. That's what it is. It's three D printed, and it's four hundred dollars. It's three D printed. Yes. What does it shoot? Like what? It, I mean, what? it's the same. That's the same. Oh, I don't right. But is it a five five six blank? I guess it didn't say that. I didn't think of that. I would assume so. I don't know why they would. Surely it can't be bigger. I wouldn't shoot bigger than that. Once loaded, the action is closed. A projectile was loaded into the muzzle end, and it's ready. To f- yeah, it doesn't say what the hell. You can you can pre-order it off X Pro- X Products website for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, and they said it'll be available this th- late this year, pending AFT approval. Which I could see the ATF totally shutting this shit down. Yeah, they might call that a destructive device. Yep. 
which uh, wouldn't be surprised. How could how can how can well? But then again, how could you say this is and an AR version is okay? Well, the, then again, the upper isn't the serialized part, whereas this would right. this have to be serialized? Uh, Do guns that fire only blanks have to be serialized? Surely not. It does. Not, it says does not require a permit to own or operate, and is legal in all fifty states. So far, so yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I I can't imagine that it would be a serialized part. But then again, I I don't I don't know. That's a good question. But I was thinking. If you're shooting full beer cans, like out of the regular can cannon on your AR, it has a little bit of thump to it. It's a good bit of kick. Yeah. And this this uh, setup isn't exactly built for recoil. <laughs> I mean, that is no. just a wrist breaker fucking handle there. Yeah. Um even just a normal shockwave, Mossberg shockwave, uh, just 12 gauge. I mean, that, that's got a thumb to it. It's not exactly the super enjoyable to shoot. Um, but now that you say that I do remember shooting the AR can cannon and that, that wallops your shoulder actually. So <laughs> yeah, this might, this might, there's a video down below, but that's, that's just a chick in a bikini and she's actually just holding a, the AR version. So they don't show them shooting. Um, you know, I bet I might have to reach out to X products about this deal. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but yeah, you're right. It will fucking rock. You, you, if you don't like you, the way the configuration of the bones in your wrist, <laughs> this may be a fantastic option. We'll, 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 we'll see actually. So, if you do reach um, out them out to them, be sure to ask them about some of the products or projectiles that they have to go along with theirs, with their with their launchers. I didn't know they had all this shit. I knew they had the golf ball launcher, but you can also get a grappling hook and a spear. No shit. <laughs> no shit. Oh, dude, I'm I'm fucking ordering this. A fucking grappling gonna, hook and spear. A... Oh yeah. Yep, there it is. A fucking grappling hook. I don't know, where's the spear? It's down. It's on there somewhere. Uh, what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, it's a fishing spear accessory. So you go fishing with this bitch. <laughs> that, that, oh, that's what dude. they do in the video. Oh, man. Have you looked at this thing? I watched the video that they have of them shooting all the shit they didn't Go a real in depth, oh, dude. This is fucking cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna order one. I think I might put down a twenty dollar deposit. <laughs> well, dude, it doesn't. Uh, I don't think that stuff doesn't come with. The, no, it, obviously not. But still, the the fishing spear accessory is only forty five bucks, um, and the grappling hook is a hundred and ten. So that's not really that bad. Um, you can get you can get the can cannon an AR an a, AR version upper can cannon two hundred 
a car. Oh, a, a, it's 50 cartridges of blanks plus the grappling hook for $390. That's a fucking steal, mm. man. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Buy Buy that shit. I'm intrigued. We yeah, can I go. We can go grapple some stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine the grappling hook could shoot very far. Well, I would suspect it's kind of fucking heavy. So yeah, you're you're. Let's see. It's uh. In the video, she shoots it maybe twenty feet in the air, I think, over a limb, but it's hard to tell. Uh, it says it can propel when combined with muley tape. It can propel a grappling hook up to ninety yards. Holy shit! That's farther than I would have thought. Making it ideal for unexpected situations. What fucking <laughs> unexpected situations are you ever going to use a fucking grappling hook with? A museum heist. <laughs> That's usually not an unexpected situation. I mean, you're kind of usually planning that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, you can just see the boondock saints. Throw this grappling hook in, man. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out what it's made of. It's about got to be aluminum. It'd be too heavy if it was steel. And real expensive if it was anything else. I mean, I feel like you're probably right. It is not a gimmick and is incredibly well made. Well, there you go. Um, Says who? Top shot winner, Dustin Ellerman, used it to pull a 16-inch diameter tree down with a a two-and-a-half-ton military truck. Not only did it break the tree, the grappling grappling hook survived. Um, it's warrantied 100%. Lifetime. Wow. Cool. You know, I think I might j- get this just to fuck around with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've made up my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to talk you out of it. <laughs> oh, that, that that's cool, man. I didn't I didn't think they uh they had anything like that. That was fucking awesome. What do you guys think of this? Are, are you guys seeing this? I've, Is anybody checking out this stuff? I figured you'd get uh, all hot and bothered about something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm rather intrigued. I am rather intrigued. Maybe we should get cool. X, X products on here, talk to them, and maybe we can get some free stuff. Actually, I have an in with X products, so I can uh, I can reach out to them and maybe uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll reach out to them, see what we can we can do to have those, them on. I think that'd be fun as hell. Just tell them we require a grappling hook and a spear for for a buy in to be up here on our show. <laughs> <laughs> there was a speaking of that, I, there was a funny. I saw someone today. I'm looking at um, those curved monitors, and somebody wrote uh, as a question, "Will you send me one if I do a review of it?" <laughs> and the top answer was, "Absolutely. Just pay the money." And then we will send you one and you can review it. <laughs> super, super. I hate when people do that. They're like, send me one for free so I can review it just in the comments. I I actually had a guy, he, um, he called me and he says, hey, I work with X products. And I got all excited. And he's like, I'm doing a review on, he wanted, basically he wanted me to give him some free shit, but he didn't actually, he worked for X products. But that had absolutely nothing to do with mm. the review, like his channel or whatever. So I was like, so you work for X products. Well, yeah, I'm as he did something with them. 
but had absolutely zero connection to his YouTube channel. And I was like, well, you, you lost me, partner. Not happening. <laughs> is a secretary at X products. It was, yeah, something like that. And if you're listening to this guy, I am not giving you shit. Just, you know, come, come at me a little bit better than that next time. <laughs> um, there was some other stuff you want to talk about, wasn't there, Brock? Yeah, we could move on to the next product. I think God, this is really a night of just terrible shit, I feel like. This one, I don't, it might not be so terrible, but uh, it might also be pretty terrible. No, it's pretty terrible if it's one I think you're talking about. The uh, BSC Rapid Tack Foregrip. Oh, which- never mind. It's just a vertical foregrip for your AR, but it's a little different where it's actually adjustable. It can rotate around your rail 180 degrees. It bolts on to your M-lock, I believe it is, and it's got a little half circle around where you can... I don't know how it works. I think you have to twist it, and it loosens, and you can spin it around 180 degrees. Yeah, it says um, simply twist the handle counterclockwise and unlocks it. Slide it to the desired location and twist clockwise to relock it. I don't know if that would be, excuse me, I don't know if that would be a, uh, could become an issue if you're in a heated moment where you're firing at somebody and you spin it a little bit and you fucking, it just flops off to the side of your, your gun what the fuck is the point of this i see i I don't really (laughs) know i could see it might be helpful being able to press it up against a barrier a vertical barrier a wall and hold it again hold your gun against the wall rather than just resting your rail on your thumb against the wall that could be that's like the only instance i could think of it being actually useful another another example that they give in the videos that i watched of it was they laid on the ground and turned it 90 degrees to the outside and <laughs> they had it they used it like a tripod they were laying on like their side and they were shooting on their side <laughs> oh my sweet jesus so i I don't know. I mean, it's just a foregrip, so but it is a hundred dollars, which is kind of expensive for a for a foregrip. So Well, as a person that is not a fan of foregrips at all anyways. Yeah, me either. Like I don't understand the point of this. Like possibly maybe if you're a competitive shooter and you like you like it cocked a little bit. I, 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 I can't think of a situation where this would be a, 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 a an advantage. Um, I mean, what's so hard about holding the 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 handguard? I don't. Well, that's just about foregrips themselves. But if this thing, right. if this thing acted like a regular foregrip, most of the time what could be the harm in it being able to actually swivel as long as it doesn't 
is it, it doesn't cause problems in normal shooting. I don't know in exactly what in- instance it might actually be useful. Like I said, leaning or shooting from the side of a barrier is the only one I can think of. But other than that, but who right. knows? Well, if it's not if it's not a hindrance or a problem, then having that possibility may come in handy sometime, but not very likely. Well, on the bright side, it has cool colors. Yeah, yeah, it is tan, red, pink, and blue, black, and it's carbon fiber. It's actually very light, they say. But here's my deal: like, I could see maybe if you wanted this on your gun in competitive shooting, but there is no way in holy living hell that I am ever going to put this on a home defense, personal defense AR, just for the simple fact that. You don't know what's going to happen when somebody like you may walk around a corner. Somebody may blindside you, your finger. This may twist. Now all of a sudden you just got a floppy ass piece of shit. Like there's so many unforeseen situations in, in real life in personal defense situations where I, I would call you batshit crazy. If you ever put one on a home defense AR, that being said, like I said, Maybe competitive shooting. I don't see, frankly, I don't see any advantage to it, but I'm not going to knock you if that's something you want to use on your competition AR or whatever. It is what it is. But I will certainly knock you if you put that on a home defense AR. Absolutely. I don't think any competitive shooter in their right mind uses a vertical foregrip. They may, at least not to actually hold on to. They might use it as a hand stop, but they definitely don't use it to hold on vertically. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. You're absolutely correct. So basically, if you if you took this and you mixed it with the next product that you wanted to talk about, that would be the most, excuse my French, but fucktarded AR I've ever seen in my entire life. What next products are you talking about, guy? Uh, you didn't. You didn't want to talk about the the three sixty ARG. Oh um, no, no. I, I'll save that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I yeah, that was. I thought about this using one that. Even, I thought this of, one is even stupider, if you can believe it, yeah. than the last product he just brought up. We'll talk about that one next time. Maybe I'll feature that on. Don't carry that shit. Which. <laughs> oh, and no. another fun fact about this company. It's BSC, but you know what BSC stands for? Brown Star co- Concepts. <laughs> that, that, Boy, they didn't think that one through, did they? <laughs> you don't got to real think real hard. Maybe it's just I got a fucked up mind and I'm a terrible person or something. But I, I saw Brown Star butthole immediately. Yep, that's that's full on balloon, not concepts, man. <laughs> right balloon balloon not concept oh that's good those poor okay. bastards yeah they did they really didn't didn't really think that one through at all at all that's their bad brown star concepts okay well how about we uh do you have anything else to say about that i don't you probably don't right i do not it sucks don't don't care <laughs> okay well how about we okay let's move on to some more shit that you should not carry with don't carry that shit 
Yes. The in- the intro was playing there, Sam. You don't get to hear it. Oh, okay. You got to <laughs> warn me, dude. I'm not that I'm not that smart. Yeah, you're pretty stupid, I know. Anyways, <laughs> the uh product on this week's Don't Carry That Shit. Many of you've probably heard about this. I don't know why it got so big or I don't know many people actually realized it was trash and probably didn't really sell that many. But for some reason, a lot of people heard about it. Probably just for that reason, it was trash. The Urban Carry G2, which if you have not heard about the Urban Carry, it is essentially just a leather sack that clips on your belt and you stuff inside your pants with your pistol inside that sack, obviously. And it's got a little tab on top i suppose where if you so your gun sits down completely underneath your belt so when you need to draw it you take one hand you grab that tab and you pull it up and the whole sack comes flying up out of your pants and the front opens flops down and opens up revealing your gun where you can where you can uh grab it and draw it and it's just the worst idea that I've ever seen. You know it's bad. Like, the first time I ever heard about it, I saw an ad on Facebook. And the first quote that I ever heard about this company that they used on their ad was, What if you could carry a gun on you so hidden it was like the footsteps of a Navy SEAL? That is just <laughs> the cringiest bullshit that I've ever heard. If that doesn't scream terrible, terrible product to you, we're on different wavelengths, I guess. But there's so many problems like with this thing. Like, how do you... Like, one-handed drawing. They On another video I was watching on their YouTube channel just today to look into this, to draw it one-handed, instead of pulling it out and grabbing it, they suggest you stick your hand down behind your belt into this stack and grab your gun and draw it out. So you got to wear your pants so loose, your belt so loose that you can have a full grip on a firearm, on a pistol and pull it out from behind your belt. Nevertheless, you're reaching into a sack with a with a loaded firearm that doesn't have a pr- protected trigger on it. That's sitting on top of your uh your leg on your thigh. It's yeah. You know. I, I there's so uh, I do, uh, I'm so trying to you, go ahead. You couldn't even you couldn't even draw this if you were sitting down. No, that's definitely not. It's impossible to draw when you're sitting down unless you're wearing sweatpants or something. I guess, but it's still going to be a problem. So if you're if you're just listening to us and you're having a hard time imagining what exactly this is, basically it sits. Usually when you carry appendix or even behind the back, that that when you sit down, that gun is still above your your belt line. So you can still draw it when you're sitting. Basically, what this does, this puts the gun below your belt line. So when you sit down, it's it, it's still below your belt line, and there's literally no possible way that you could get this thing out. So if, if in the situation, like you're in your car 
and you are attacked in your car, like I don't under you, you'd play hell getting this thing out. You would have to fully extend your body. It, it would be an absolute not nightmare um, to get this thing. And that's only one of the problems. Um, like box was saying one-handed drawing, like, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. Um, the, there's a there's a video. I thought about grabbing a screenshot of it and putting it up on here, but it just looks like a dude adjusting his junk. But And that's pretty much what it was. He had his entire hand down his pants into this sack with the loaded gun, and that's all there was to it. I mean, there's nothing to protect him from pulling that trigger down there. It's just a leather pouch. That's all this thing is, a leather pouch with a belt clip. And I mean, what if you get into a physical altercation with this thing? What if you're attacked unexpectedly and you're mugged or something and pushed to the ground and someone's on top of you? You cannot draw. <laughs> you are absolutely mm. fucked. You are done for. Yeah, and even like they, they market this thing as super concealable, but it, I mean, basically it just looks like like this guy looks like he's got it. I'm watching a, a model of it. He looks like he's got a chub right now. Like you can tell there's something in his, in his pants. Um, but, and it's not even, that's not even the problem to me. That would be uncomfortable as hell because that's right where my pocket is. Like your pocket, that would be super uncomfortable. No hard pass. Yeah. The only say, the only thing I'm surprised about this thing is it's only $70. I th I thought it would be like a hundred and some. It probably was. Yeah, I, but I mean they've been around for a while, so they must be selling them. They've gone well. Yeah, if you go to their YouTube videos, there's there's people that are like, "Oh my God, you just sold another one." I'm like, "Why? Why are you people buying this this garbage?" Oh, I forgot. I I do have an image of uh this guy drawing it. <laughs> one-handed whereas he actually this time he actually pulled the pulled the holster out and grabbed the gun instead of reaching into his waistband look at the grip that he has on that gun they used this picture this video and that grip to advertise this holster his hands are below the trigger guard his like the webbing between his index and his and his thumb are a good inch below the beaver tail of that pistol and his mm -hmm. finger is above, like right above the trigger. And they used this fucking video to advertise their product. That right there is enough to tell you, nope, no fucking thank you. Not doing it. So like they went and get, they got a model that had never touched a gun before. And then like, <laughs> like, is this how you hold it? No, Steve, that is not <laughs> how you hold it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like but i think he, i mean they cut it like real short so they were maybe hoping people wouldn't see that garbage but so ba josh says so basically you're playing pocket pool or getting a sex change <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah absolutely pretty much super concealable and super unusable yes i i certainly would not be no no hard pass i think no the one thing that it may have going it for it, it actually may keep your gun somewhat secure, which it depends on the size of your gun. If it's too small, your gun could fall out because it's just a leather fucking pouch. If it's too big, then you can't really use it. It's not meant for full-size firearms. 
but it's not meant for full size firearms. No, I'm pretty sure that was a F- FN 5.7 on that picture that you posted, wasn't it? Oh well, maybe it's maybe on the reviews that I watched of it. Ever everyone was just saying it's not meant for full size firearms. They probably advertise it as meant for them, but right. just because they know people will buy that shit. But it's that's the only time that is even somewhat secure. As soon as you go to draw it, before you have your your hand, your strong hand on the gun, that trigger is exposed. So there's nothing stopping you from pulling the trigger there. I mean, other than strong discipline. But if you're, like I said earlier, if you're in an altercation or something, there's nothing stopping anything else from pulling that trigger because you've just pulled this stupid patch out pack out of your pants and your gun is completely exposed right yeah it just doesn't seem like uh yeah no it just doesn't seem like a good situation to me there's too many things there's too many things that can go wrong um yeah no i i want mine to be as accessible as possible and this is not, it's literally inside of your pants, like down in your pocket region. That's not, to me, that's not accessible. That it, That's not something that I would even, I would even think about um, carrying myself. It might actually be the single bulkiest inside the waistband holster that I have ever seen. Because it completely encompasses your firearm. Right. And it's just... So it adds a hell of a lot more to it, actually. Yeah, it makes it less concealable. People just think, oh, because it's in your pants, people can't see it. No, you just have a... It looks like you're carrying a math book in your fucking pants. Mm, yeah, pretty much. And I, like I said, that model, it did look like... You can tell that he's got something in his shorts there. For <laughs> yeah, sure. definitely. And, and, yeah. And I, I went on their website earlier just to look around... And they actually offer mag holsters in the same style. Why on God's green earth would you opt to carry your mags in a leather pouch below your belt line? How can you, why not just put them in your pocket, dude, get a Neo clip or something. They actually are. Actually, they offer normal holsters too. Um, but yeah, well, I'm going to go some, somewhat normal. I s- do not buy anything urban carry offers. I'll tell you that right now. They're, yeah, I see this. I don't see the point of the mag, the magazine one that, that doesn't make any point, any, any sense to me, but what else dude? Hard pass. No, thanks. Yeah. Um, if you feel yourself tempted to, uh, buy an urban, urban carry product, don't carry that shit. It's terrible. Yeah. Michael Anderson. You feel yourself tempted, just go ahead and don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> Michael <laughs> says your pants would have to be three sizes bigger to fit the holster and mag holder. Yeah, like how much shit you want to jam inside your pants. Holy crap, man. Right? And you'd, you'd be better off with a fanny pack. You're damn right. And you get cooler too. And you have to carry it. There's only one place you can carry it. You, ha- you can't, if you carry it on your 12 o'clock, then you're going to have two leather seams rugging, rubbing against the inside of your thighs the entire time, which would be the most uncomfortable fucking thing ever. Yeah. So you have to carry it at like one or one thirty, 
And if you wear it further and wear it further around, I mean, you can't really, that's going to be sticking way the fuck out. You're going to look like you have something, definitely something like sticking out of your pants on the side at your three o'clock and you definitely can't carry it at your five o'clock. <laughs> Combine the two and it'll look like you're wearing a diaper that needed change yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it, folks. Don't carry that shit. Don't carry that shit. It is garbage. And especially for the money. I can't believe they're still in business. Yep. Yep. Sam, this may be the best carry option with your kilt, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not, I I didn't think about that. Do they have? Do they have the one? I, uh, is there some way we can make it work upside down so you don't have to draw through your belt? You can just lift your kilt up. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. yeah, there you go. Strap, there you go. strap it to your thigh, and we'll call it good. You think there is any kilt option carries or holster carries? Yeah, garter belt guns. Yeah, it's a valid point. 100%. <laughs> Stuff for chicks is what you're looking for, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, well, that's all we have for you tonight, folks. It was a, a fun episode, and thank you, everyone, for sticking around. Actually, uh, are we going to give away a sticker? I think only, like, two people... Uh, don't you don't you wear a nut bag with a kilt anyway? I don't. Like, what's a nut bag? A nut cup, or a nut cup or, maybe? Or, <laughs> I don't. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, ooh, guys. Leo just says just got an email that rare breed triggers are back in stock. Ooh. So if you want a if you want a rare breed trigger, go jump on that shit. Not going to be in stock bad. for long. No. No. Um, yes, Boxer, we're going to give away a sticker. We have a pick. There's only a few people. Um, guys, if you have a, a, an option, something more something more intriguing to, to get you guys to share the feed, let us know. Um, we're trying to think of different ways we can do it, different ways we can go about it, different things that I can give you. Um, so if you got an idea, let me know. Box, pick between one, two, and three. Three. Um, Rich Van Beek, Rich Van Beek. If you want some stickers, uh, give me a shout. I will, uh, I might've gave you some one time. I don't remember, but yeah, give me a shout. And I'll, uh, I'll send you off some. Josh says, no, the furry pouch that hangs in the front. <laughs> it's, are you talking about his nutsack, man? <laughs> what's, um, what's going on? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> nut bag oh yeah i guess if you do wear a kilt there's usually that thingy there instead of pockets and they got that thingy uh, maybe that's what he's talking about yeah i didn't realize that was i always thought that was like a decorative thing which nut bag mostly... seems like a strange name for it i guess but sporan whatever the yeah i i, I don't know it's scottish gaelic for purse Oh. Well, damn it, Rich, you didn't get them. Well, shoot, hit me up again, and I will send you some more out. Hey, man, you are not giving our viewers stickers. No wonder they don't share shit. Bull honky, I think I, I'm pretty sure I sent them out, but they just, I'm going to blame this one on the UPS. 
Oh, you shipped you shipped government. you shipped stickers with UPS. USPS, sorry. <laughs> Freaking government, the kilt purse. All right. All right, Bob. I'm hungry. Got a caller. Okay. That's all we have for you tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for stopping by. It was fun hanging out with you guys. Uh, thanks for sharing our shit. Thanks for coming and chatting. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, any major podcast providers, we do this live on Facebook every other Wednesday night at 8.30. Our next episode will be recording on the 28th of April, so be sure to hop in and uh, check us out there. If you're listening to us right now on Facebook, be sure to check us out on all major podcast providers. We are also on YouTube and uh, Instagram. And I don't think we're really on anything else. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty all much we have. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at this point. Uh, be sure to check out our sponsors, uh, Shyworks at Shyworks.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, along with Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and Facebook and Instagram. And I believe I don't have anything more to say to you guys. Yep. Well, thanks for sticking around, guys. It was a fun one. Um, actually, kind of a long one. Another hour 15. Long for gears and beers. But anyways, um, we will be back in two weeks. Make sure you check us out on major podcast providers until then. And until we see you next time, remember, life short, live free. God bless and God bless the United States of America. And to fund the ATF. It's the AFT. Repeal the NFA. <laughs>